Welcome to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. On today's episode, we're talking about how to forgive others. Accepting God's forgiveness is an understanding that there is no condemnation in Christ and His grace is inexhaustible. Forgiving others is the decision to forgive when the person has an ex for or requested it, you choose to grant them forgiveness. The desire for reconciliation and repentance takes place when the offender expresses a willingness to confess. Most importantly, forgiving yourself. Forgiveness crosses you over to the supernatural. When we harbor unforgiveness, we block God's movement in our lives. Forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation occurs. It does mean you no longer seek vengeance against the perpetrator. We all have a need for forgiveness in our lives. God also wants us to forgive so we're imitating him in our relationships with others. So stay tuned to hear what Big Al has to say about forgiving others. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. It's Big Al, baby. And I'm in the house. <laughs> you better watch your mouth. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to forgive ourselves. Wow. That is something. When you start to deal with forgiveness, we all go through it. And I like to call it the power of forgiveness and what forgiveness does in our lives because we all run across things in our lives and situations in our lives that require forgiveness, forgiving ourselves or forgiving someone else. And that could be a difficult task. That could be a task at hand because I've been in situations when sometimes you want to forgive people and they don't want your forgiveness or either you do something in your life and you can't forgive yourself, man. I mean, it gets it gets dirty. It gets messy. The situations get out of hand sometimes. And when someone does something to you and, you know, they think they're right, they're like, oh, I, I know I didn't do nothing to them, and they're totally wrong. I always pray and hope that I'm never in a situation like that because sometimes in your life you can look at yourself and you say, did I really do that? Are you second-guessing yourself? And it's good to examine yourself to make sure you're not at fault with anything because you don't want to harbor unforgiveness or unforgiveness uh, towards yourself because we are our own worst enemy. I know I can be. I don't need life sometimes. I don't need the devil sometimes. All I need is me because once I get a hold of myself sometimes, I beat my own self up, and that's terrible. And God doesn't want us beating our own self up. You know, we have to examine ourselves. We confess it to God, right? And then it's over. But, you know, we have that memory and we have the devil reminding us of the things we have done wrong. I just want to read this to you a little bit here. Let's, let's share. Let's, let's fellowship. Let's, 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 uh, let's embrace this here. It seems too good to be true that God would totally forgive us 
all our sins because Jesus died on the cross for us. I want you to think about that for a minute. It says God would totally forgive us. He has totally forgive us of all our sins because what? Jesus died on the cross for who? Us. And I never thought about it like this. Uh, this part right here. It is a sin against God not to forgive ourselves. I never thought about that. You know, because sometimes we do things wrong, we do something really bad, and we don't we don't want to forgive ourselves, you know. We always call on ourselves names, you know. God doesn't call us names, you know, we're idiot, we're stupid, we're slow learning. We call we, we beat ourselves up. You know, we don't need nobody else. We beat ourselves up. But it says that it is a sin against God. You know, we always look out for those other sins, you know. Oh, I'm not a glutton, I'm not an adulterer, you know, I don't do this, I'm a good person. But we never looked at the part of not forgiving ourselves. And I don't think I quite thought about that in my life, that that's a sin against God. You know, why is that a sin against God? We got to think about that for a minute. And sometimes I was like... I read that and I was like, really? That's a sin against God not to forgive ourselves? You know, why Why should I forgive myself when I did so many horrible things? When I look in my life and things weren't adding up and I was having this bad behavior, you know, and, and I was condemning myself and I said, I can never forgive myself. You know, never mind someone else that you don't want to forgive. You're talking about yourself now. You said, I don't want to forgive myself. And, and why? Why don't you want to forgive yourself? Because in precisely the same way that it is a sin to be bitter. Wow. <laughs> I've been in that situation myself with bitterness, and that's a whole nother ball game with that bitterness, man. Wow. That bitterness goes deep in your heart, deep in your soul, and I've been bitter. Stay, somebody did something to me. Woo. Man, let me tell you, they did something to Big Al one time, and Big Al was better. And you wrestle with that bitterness, that resentment. And you know one thing I realized with bitterness? Bitterness brings anger. And I remember a friend of mine, you know, we were talking. We were talking about some situations back in the day. And, and all of a sudden, he blew up when it came to certain things and certain people's names. I was like, wow, I never, I never quite saw him like that. But that was that bitterness, that resentment, you know, that, that anger, that uncontrolled anger, which is scary. When you get into that uncontrolled anger, when you just want to just lash out, and if that person's in front of you, <laughs> they're going to be in a lot of trouble because that anger is lashing out after them, you know, and going after them, that, that bitterness, that bitterness is in our heart. It says, because in precisely the same way that it is a sin to be bitter, to hold a grudge against ourselves. Ooh, that's, that's something unique. <laughs> We're holding a grudge against ourselves and not to forgive ourselves. We, we forgive in proportions to how we love, we withhold forgiveness in portions on how we hate. And that's very dangerous because the Word of God talks about all these things. And if I'm going to follow God, and if Jesus died for all my sins, 
and he forgave me of my sins, then who am I? Nobody were more powerful in the world than Jesus, dying for the world's sins, not just mine, all yours alone, but the world's sins. But the Word of God says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. And this is read out of the NLT uh, version. It says, get rid of all bitterness. Wow. And that's something. Get rid of that bitterness, you know, because I tell you, I've had a, a share in my heart with that bitterness. It goes deep into your heart. It causes anger, resentment, and every time that person's name or that situation comes up, you have that behavior, that behavior that's not right, that behavior that causes you to get angry, causes you to have resentment, causes you to lose your focus. And we have to be very focused in the day and the hour we live in. We have to be focused. You know, it says get rid of all bitterness, you know, and we have to get rid rid of this bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior, which we have been talking about, that evil behavior, you know, that evil behavior that causes you to want to do harm to someone else, you know, and, and instead, be kind to one another. I like that. Be kind to one another each other tender-hearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Oh man, that's great. I love that. Has Christ has forgiven you. And I think of one story in the Bible when I think of that bitterness. You know, I think of Cain and Abel. You know, Cain and Abel, you know, you know, Adam and Eve's sons, you know, when the, the, the um, earth started to populate, they had Cain and Abel. You know, Abel, he was the keeper of the sheep, the flock, as they say. And Cain was a gardener. He was a, he was a farmer. He was a gardener. He kept a garden. So when it came time to offer up a sacrifice to God, you know, God, you know, required, you know, them to offer up a sacrifice to him, you know, and Cain brought... You know, he brought his fruit, and Abel brought a, a lamb, a, a, a you know, a livestock to God, and they offered it up. But because God accepted Abel's, and he did not accept Cain's sacrifice, Cain became bitter, you know, and that bitterness, you know, it, it dominates your life. When bitterness gets deep in the root of your heart, it causes harm. And then God was talking to Cain and tell him when you do well, when you do the right thing. You know, I think it was the matter of his heart. I don't think he offered up the, a good enough sacrifice to God where God was pleasing in his sight. I think he just kind of just gave God like maybe halfway the uh, ways of the uh, fruits or, or vegetables or whatever God was requiring of him to give. He didn't give the best, and God was not satisfied. So God was trying to tell him, when you do the right thing and when you do what's right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well-pleasing. 
but Abel's sacrifice God was pleased with. So Cain got mad and rose up and he killed his brother. So bitterness has a way of destroying our lives. We see that. You know, bitterness is not good. It has a way of destroying our lives and it caused him to sin against God by killing his own brother. And you know who else I think of when I think of forgiving, not just ourselves, but forgiving others? It's Judas. You know, Judas of the Bible, Judas Iscariot. You know, you think about Judas, right? Judas, he walked with Jesus and the disciples for three and a half years, Judas. You know, when I read the story of Judas, I see here's a man who did miracles. Here's a man who kept the money. He was a treasurer. Judas kept the money. Judas was around. He formed a brotherhood. You know, when you when you with someone three and a half years and you eat with them, you sleep with them, you travel with them, you get to know everything about them, you get to know people's families. You know, he he was a disciple. You know, he was a disciple of Jesus Christ. Jesus called him to be a disciple. And here's Judas. He was one of the twelve. But Judas what he did was Judas's heart was something in Judas's heart, even though we know this were foretold, it was uh, scriptural for this to happen, you know, but Judas had something in his heart that was not right, you know, and I'm going to read this to you about Judas. It, he, it was not right in his heart, you know, it says, verily, Early in the morning, this is found in Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 through 5 in the NLT version of the Bible. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay a plan to put Jesus to death. He was involved with this because the priests, the Pharisees, was not happy with Jesus doing all these miracles, Jesus doing everything that he was destined to do. They were not happy. So they kind of wooed Judas in and say, hey, look, Judas, we'll give you 30 pieces of silver, you know, if you, you know, bring us and show us who this Jesus is, you know, show us where he is, show us so we can come and, you know, we can take him. But I don't know if Judas knew the whole story about Jesus, you know, and I really don't think he did because according to this scripture here, it's going to tell us here what happened? Then they bound him, talking about Jesus, led him away, and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. Then Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die. He was filled with remorse. He was sorry now that what he had done. Judas was very sorry that he had condemned Jesus to die. See, he was filled with remorse because he realized what he has done, you know, for 30 pieces of silver. Because if you know anything about Judas, Judas was, 
he was he was uh he was the treasurer and Judas loved money because he was often taking money out of the treasurer and putting it in his pocket pocket using it for his own gain so there was something wrong with Judas's spirit anyway so when Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priest and the elders. He realized, he said, I have sinned. He declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. See, Judas realized, because sometimes in our lives, we do something that we think that's right, it might feel right, it might smell right, it might seem right, but can be wrong. And that's scary. That's called deception. And when deception sets in our lives, when we're deceived, let me tell you, you're not, you, you don't realize when you're deceived. Like some people say, oh, no, I would never do that. I wouldn't do it. Listen, when deception comes, I've been deceived in my life. Trust me. When deception comes in your life, you're deceived and you don't recognize it's deception, and deception sets in, and then all of a sudden, when the time passed, then you realize what you have done was wrong, and that's what happened to Judas. Judas realized what he had done was wrong. He betrayed an innocent man. What do we care? That's what the priest said to him. What do we care? They retorted. That's your problem. They're telling Judas that's his problem now because he's the one that gave Jesus to them. Because remember, they were in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Judas went up to him, and he said, the one that I kiss is the one you should take. You know, so that's what happened. They took him, but Judas didn't realize that he was going to be condemned to die. Then Judas threw the 30 pieces of silver down on the temple, down in the temple and went out and hung himself. And that's what we're talking about, forgiving ourselves, right? And not only forgiving ourselves, but forgiving others. That is a big issue when you start to think about forgiving other people. That is a serious situation. But Judas, he hung himself. He, he, the power of guilt overtook Judas. It was the power of guilt. It overtook him. He hung himself. He went and he went out and he hung himself. And how many people do you know that battle with guilt? Guilt is a powerful thing that could overtake any one of us if we don't forgive ourselves. We have to be very careful and not just forgiving others, but forgiving ourselves. Let me read this to you. This is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. It says, For if you forgive others, this is Jesus talking, For if you forgive others for their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive, ooh, that's powerful. If you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins, your trespasses. So that's very serious. So I'm to live a life of forgiveness. That's what it seems like here. I'm to live in a realm of forgiveness. It says, for if, if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also remember you and forgive you. But if you do not 
forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your trespasses. So we have to be very careful in life. So we have to live in a realm of forgiveness. We cannot be like Cain. Cain had bitterness that formed in his heart. And let me tell you, I know about bitterness. Bitterness is not good, man. It's really not good, and it affects everything around you. I'm telling you, when you get in certain realms in your life, even unforgiveness, when you get in certain realms, it affects your life big time, baby. Big time. It affects your life. And this is found in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus was on the cross, and he said this after they crucified him. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That is powerful right there. And this is Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 it says brethren i do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet but one thing i do forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead i like that because it says you know what i made some mistakes i messed up i did some things that were not good but listen I'm putting that thing behind me, right? I'm putting it behind. I'm forgetting. Listen, I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm forgetting those things in my life that, that caused me harm or caused other people harm. And you know what? I'm going forward. I'm reaching forward for what lies ahead. The better days that lies ahead. The better days that I can control now. Because now my focus is geared on forgiving. Forgiving myself, number one. Then forgiving others, number two. I'm pushing those things behind me. I'm look. I'm not looking behind, baby. I am not looking behind, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward for what lies ahead. So I want to look forward to what lies ahead because I know in my life, once I keep focusing on what's behind me and I keep rehashing it, keep bringing it up in my life, listen, you know nobody's perfect and all those things are just going to keep reoccurring it's like a whirlwind in your life they just surround your life and they keep spinning spiraling spiraling around and that's not what god wants us to do he said forgive ourselves because if we do not forgive ourselves it's a sin if we do not forgive others our heavenly father is not going to forgive us so there's some things we have to do in our lives we have to live in the realm of forgiveness and and paul says here verse 14 of philippians 3 3 14 i press towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of god in christ jesus he said he pressed so if i'm going forward that means i have it takes work i'm going to have to push a little bit have you ever did tug of war and you're in that tug of war and you're pulling that rope and they're pulling you and that hey listen it's really a tug of war with yourself you know dealing with yourself with forgiveness dealing with yourself with bitterness dealing with yourself with forgiving others because sometimes people don't want your forgiveness but that's all right you forgive them anyway and it's on them then you know because when you forgive people and you forgive yourself there's such a release 
there's a release in God. You you you're not you know what you're not you're not holding it no more. You're not guilty no more. You know, but if they don't want your forgiveness, that's on them. So you forgive them anyway. It says pushing forward, pressing forward to the goal, the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. So that's what we have to do. We have to live in the realm of forgiveness. First forgiving ourselves, then forgiving others. Listen, I want to thank you all once again for tuning in to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. Always remember, it's Big Al, baby, and I'm in the house. (laughs) You better watch your mouth.